Part Two. Alexandra! Alex lifted her head and glanced around. Eric was charging towards her through the snow, his powerful stride kicking up a spray of icy white powder. He looked stricken. What is it? she asked, alarm bolting through her. Eric wasn't afraid of anything. If he looked scared, she had reason to worry. She propped herself up on her elbows and frowned. What's wrong? Are you okay? he asked, a little out of breath, as he strode up to her. His eyes scanned the length of her, as if needing to confirm that she were in one piece. Of course I'm okay, she said. What is the matter? You, he pointed in exasperation. I looked over and you were just lying there, like you'd collapsed. Oh, that, she scoffed, laying back down in the snow. Oh, that, he echoed, incredulous. What the hell are you doing? I'm making snow angels. What? Snow angels, she repeated. It's so gorgeous out here. I came out for some fresh air, and the snow looked so pristine, so... It reminded me of my backyard as a kid, so I decided to make a snow angel. He just blinked at her, his breath slowing. He looked as though she'd just told him she was about to lift off from Mars. So, you're not hurt. You're, you're okay. You're just making snow angels, she grinned, and began moving her arms and legs. She watched the fear ebb out of his bright blue eyes, and then she saw muted irritation take its place. Anger was always the very next emotion to emerge after fear, and he had definitely been afraid. Like he always was when she got hurt, or when he thought she had. The idea warmed her, and it made her stomach feel fluttery and light for a moment as she looked up into his fierce blue gaze. She waved her arms again, and slowly, gradually, she saw the tiniest glint of humor begin to sparkle in his eyes. It was just the merest hint, but it could be cultivated. You must have made snow angels when you were a kid, she said playfully. No. Oh, come on. No. She beamed at him and began slicing her arms and legs through the snow vigorously while he stood over her, arms crossed, his lips pursed in reluctant amusement. Snow flew everywhere, and she knew she must have looked preposterous, waving all her limbs at once like a ten-year-old. You know, you don't have to be a badass all the time, she said. You can have fun once in a while. This is your idea of fun. Sure, she stopped. What's your idea of fun? Garroting someone? He looked away, a smile tearing at his lips. She laughed, both at her own joke and at the smile he couldn't hide, and the sound seemed to break through whatever wall he had erected around himself. He angled away, laughing, and then composed himself as he turned back to her. You want me to make a snow angel with you, is that what you're saying? If you can... I mean, I don't know if that's part of your skill set, soldier. He dropped to the ground gracefully and lay down next to her. He slid her a challenging look and started slicing his long arms and legs right over top of her angel's wings and skirt. Hey, she protested, shoving him. Stop it! You're wrecking my angel. I'm an avenging angel, he said. No fair! She shoved him again and then swiped her arms, obliterating his angel's wings. 
He pushed and grappled and managed to slice a perfect arc right over top of hers, laughing as she shrieked and tried to still his arms. Suck it up, buttercup, he gloated, fending off her assault with a laugh. She rose up and scooped a pile of snow into her gloved hands. His eyes widened as, too late, he registered her intention. Before he could even open his mouth to protest, she'd crammed the whole wet mess directly down onto his face. He cried out and sputtered, wiping the snow from his reddening face with an outraged cry. When he cleared his dripping eyes, he scowled at her and reached for his own pile of snow to return the favor. But she was too quick. She shrieked and scrambled beyond his reach, moving clumsily in her snow pants and bulky coat, but nevertheless scampering just beyond the clutches of his snowy hands. He was up in a second, chasing her as she clomped awkwardly through the snow. He would reach her in seconds, she knew, snow jogger that he was. So she turned and faced him, crouching into a karate-esque stance and holding her hands out as if ready to chop. Hold it right there! she ordered, hardly able to keep a straight face. Don't make me hurt you. He laughed, and his eyebrows rose, but he came to an obedient halt about three feet from her. You think you can hurt me? I can snap you like a twig, she said, not knowing where that had come from. It just seemed like a suitable, badass thing to say, but she couldn't say it without laughing, which totally ruined the effect. He laughed, too, crossing his arms over his chest again, his lips curving up into a smile of pure mirth. Rivulets of water from her snow job dripped down his face. Is that so? Okay, then, he shrugged. Give it your best shot. He bent slightly at the waist and braced his hands on his thighs. He looked at her, his eyes dancing, and started to sway a little, preparing for her attack. She began to circle him, and he pivoted to follow, keeping his eyes locked on hers as she maneuvered him where she wanted him to be. With her back to the cabin, she stopped and narrowed her eyes at him with her best dirty Harry squint. You're going down, punk, she hissed. <laughs> Just how are you going to do that, he taunted her. Smug bastard. You have a weapon I don't know about? My hands are my weapons she said, moving her gloved hands around in menacing circles, even as she laughed. I know, Krav Maga. His lips parted, and he gave her a withering look. Krav Maga. She nodded. Oh, yeah, so back it up, soldier, or you're in big trouble. Krav Maga, he said again, flatly. He straightened. The fighting technique developed by the Israeli Defense Force. That, Krav Maga? Yep, she said smugly. Prepare to die, my friend. He snorted with laughter. And may I ask where you learned this? At the Y, she grinned. It was part of a special night on self-defense for women. He rolled his eyes. Oh, sure, he shrugged, his tone sarcastic. At the Y, where you can take Zumba or Pilates, or the tactical hand-to-hand -hand combat training used by Mossad. Well, I'm sure it's not exactly the same, she said. It was kind of like judo. Kind of like judo. Well, actually, she paused, reflecting, the judo stuff was more for the kids' version. Kids' version? 
he asked, incredulous. There's a kid's version of Krav Maga? What's next? Navy SEAL training at Coronado to help get rid of those last ten pounds? She brightened. That's a great idea, especially if it was taught by actual SEALs. She threw him a downright salacious little grin. You're a SEAL. I just did the training. You could teach it. Women love SEALs. He looked down at her, his eyes glittering bright blue in the sun, and she could see he wanted to say something. Maybe something about SEALs. Maybe something about the women who love them. Maybe something about her. But he held his tongue, just kept looking at her with those gorgeous eyes, that firm-set jaw, as the wind lifted his hair off his forehead and made it flutter slightly. God, he was gorgeous. She really shouldn't be so shallow, she admonished herself. There was so much more to him than just his looks, and she knew that she would love him just as much if he weren't so tall and muscular and, well, gorgeous. But Lord, the man was beautiful. Even when he was making fun of her, like he clearly was right now. Okay, then, he said, smiling. He bent and plucked a twig from the ground and straightened, holding it out towards her like a weapon. Take this gun from me. Come on, she scoffed, straightening up. You know I can't. We're just kidding around. I'm serious, he said, jabbing the twig at her for emphasis. You want to be part of PGI? It's time you started learning some serious self-defense. This is a gun. So take it from me. Don't be ridiculous, she said, stepping back a few feet. I couldn't take a gun off anybody, you know that. You might have to one day. You want to go on missions with us? Well, prove to me you can take care of yourself. He narrowed his eyes down to his own dirty hairy squint. Use your Krav Maga. Oh, come on, she laughed. As you so derisively pointed out, I took it at the Y. Clearly, I'm no match for... She cut herself off, squinting into the distance toward the driveway. She inhaled sharply and took a half step to the side to see around Eric lifting her hand to shield her eyes against the brilliant midday sun. Nick? The name fell from her lips in surprise as the smile faded from her face. What the hell? Eric half-pivoted, the twig still pointed at her, to see where she was looking. And that's when she pounced. She lunged forward and knocked the twig from his hand with a triumphant squeal and tried to scamper away before he could react. She didn't make it. He was on her in a flash, grabbing her as she shrieked with laughter and dropped them both to the snow. He had her pinned beneath him, his arm braced across her neck before she could even blink. He loosened his hold on her as she laughed and kicked at him, sending a spray of snow glittering through the air. So much for Grav McGraw, she howled. You fell for Bugs Bunny. <laughs> he tried not to laugh but it burst out of him suddenly on a breathy gust of air. He lowered his head to her neck and laughed against her, his large body shaking. She used the moment to grab handfuls of snow in both mitts and started shoving them down the back of his neck. Hey, he cried indignantly, pulling her hands away. As he reached over his head to scoop up the quickly melting snow, she pulled out the waistband of his jeans and pushed another handful of snow down his crotch. He yelped and fell forward, grabbing her hands and pinning them over her head. Jesus, you're dangerous. Told ya. She tried to squirm free of his hold, but he held both her wrists down easily with one hand, 
while the other gathered up his own handful of snow and showed it to her, threateningly. He slowly rolled it around in his fingers, forming it into a rudimentary ball. Don't, don't do it, she laughed. Have mercy. Oh, you have it coming, sweetheart. You literally just gave me blue balls. She howled with laughter, burying her face in his parka. He laughed, too, and pressed his cold cheek against her temple as he nuzzled her, his lips grazing her skin. But I'm allergic to snow, she tried, tilting up to look at him. Or not. Am too. Too bad, then. He moved swiftly and shoved the snowball down the front of her coat. She screamed and kicked at him, arching her back against the icy burn of the snow. He lowered himself against her, pressing her into the pillow of snow and pinning her down, a wicked, triumphant grin on his face. You bastard! She shrieked, laughing in spite of herself, as the snow burned and trickled all the way down her abdomen. The warmth of his body against hers made it melt all the faster. Payback's a bitch, ain't it? He whispered against her ear, his breath so warm it tickled. Oh, God, she said, almost breathless. And it wasn't just because of the snow. Get the snow out, Eric. It's so cold. I'll have to undress you to do that, he said. And in that moment, something in his eyes changed. Merriment gave way to a sudden awareness, a darkening desire as his eyes roamed over her face. She could see the indecision in his eyes, the momentary flicker of doubt that was quickly doused by his growing desire. That sultry look that came over him, the heavy-lidded look of pure lust that she loved so much, was gradually replacing his teasing playfulness. Warmth rushed through her chilled skin, melting the snow even faster, so that more rivulets of water slipped between her breasts and trickled down her stomach. She gazed up at him, loving the delicious weight of his body on hers, loving the way her arms felt, stretched above her head with his large hand gently pinning down her wrists in an act of pure male dominance. The erotic promise of it tingled throughout her. God, she wanted him. She'd even do it out here, just like this, if he'd only make love to her, slowly, deliciously, and twine his fingers in hers as their bodies joined. Would missionaries have made love in the snow? She didn't think so. Maybe if he just undid his pants and hers, maybe if he just slipped inside her right here, out in the brilliant sun, it wouldn't feel so much like making love. Not to him, anyway. Every time they were together, it felt like making love to her, but she knew he didn't see it that way and didn't want to. So maybe if she just reached down and unzipped his jeans, he lifted away from her and rose quickly scooping her up into his arms as she laughed with surprise. Eric, what are you doing? She asked. It's so nice out here. Let's stay out. What she wanted to add was, and have sex in the snow, but the moment was lost. He ignored her question and strode purposefully to the cabin, banging open the back door with his foot. He angled her inside and then set her on her feet, swinging the door closed behind them. Then, with a look that was both blazingly carnal and sweetly tender at the same time, started unzipping her coat. Let's get you out of these wet things, 
he said playfully, and peeled her coat off, letting it fall to the floor. He shrugged out of his own and let it, too, fall to the floor before stepping out of his boots. She pried hers off with her toes and stepped into the cool kitchen floor, shivering a little as the dampness beneath her thin yoga top met the slightly chill kitchen air. She lowered her wet nylon snow pants and stepped out of them. She was wearing her yoga pants, sleek, black, form-fitting ones that matched her top. Eric's eyes took in her shape with an appreciative male spark of desire and stepped closer, his gaze roaming over her with undisguised need. She could only gaze up at him mutely as he slowly reached for the hem of her top and slid his warm fingers beneath it. She inhaled sharply at the heat of his hands and the pure, decadent feel of them against her skin. He skimmed up her ribs, moving her top up a little, as he did, his eyes never leaving hers. She wasn't wearing a bra, and the closeness of his hands to the undersides of her breasts made her desperate for him to just lift his hands a little higher, just search a little more. But his hands didn't stray past her ribs. They moved slowly over her skin, until his fingers discovered the trail of water left by the melting snow. He ran his index finger over the little trickle and rubbed it into her skin, and then, in a move that just about made her faint, he lifted his finger to his lips and sensuously licked the water off. She must have moaned or whimpered or made a little sound of pained desire, because in one fluid motion he swept her up onto the kitchen table and set her down on it, leaning forward so he could press his lips to the trail of water his fingers had found. She gasped at the unfamiliar feel of his lips whispering over her ribs, at his strong hands gripping her waist and splaying along her back to hold her in place. His mouth was hot and luscious, his tongue like velvet against her, the pleasure of it so intense she could feel herself growing wet. It shouldn't have turned her on so much, she thought, almost dizzy with desire nonetheless. He was simply pressing his lips to her skin with long, tender kisses. He wasn't kissing her breasts or caressing between her legs, but he might as well have been, for all the pleasure and lust and need that surged through her with every caress of his tongue. Pleasure coursed through her, and a tight, aching need thrummed in her chest. She sank her hand into his hair and held her to him, needing to feel him against her as he tasted her. He looked up and smiled lazily at her, his tongue capturing a wayward drop of water as it streaked down her skin. No fair, she whispered. You're driving me crazy. I'm just getting started, he whispered gazing at her with a kind of raw desire that made her feel weak. Eric, she breathed, clutching at him. She was on fire with sensation, the sensual heat of his silken tongue making her wild. He lifted his head and smiled at her, his pupils large and dark, even in the brightness of the sunlit kitchen. For a breathless moment she thought he might peel down her pants and take her right here on the kitchen table, but to her surprise, he lifted her up again and set her back on her feet, and then took her hand in his 
and pressed a warm, sultry kiss to it. Come on, he said, in a low, utterly male, utterly sexual voice. Let's go warm up.